This morning, I pray that you be with Pastor Jason as he breaks open the words for us, and that you would be manifest in those words. And as we consider the hope that is in Jesus Christ, we consider those who waited.
take this. I don't know what to do with this. I'm so confused by it. And, and I, I hope that it doesn't affect what I'm trying to say too much this morning. I've been studying the Word for 30 years, and this thing only just occurred to me, and, and I'm still trying to make sense of it. And so it's interesting that as we, as we think about Advent, this time when we are in preparation for the holiest of Christian seasons, um, as, we, as we await and we prepare for and we meditate on the coming of our Lord and Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ. And it's interesting that Jesus came in the dark. Because in spite of all my efforts to find something that tells us different, hope comes in the dark. And, and, and what I mean by that is, is I wanted to, you know, we know that hope comes in the dark. We know that, that in the darkest of times, in the source of light, that is where hope is. Um, you know, just, just in the last couple of days, the, the hurricanes that swept through five states, took lives, damaged, you know, all the things you always see hurricanes, uh, tornadoes do, and hurricanes do, Earthquakes do, and everything else, mad, crazy earth wants to do to us. It's in those moments that we see hope, and we know that. And, and I, I know I've shared that with you many number of times. And I really wanted to share with you a story of hope in good times. A, a, a story of hope when everything was great, when everything's just awesome. And I could not find one. I, I, I went through the Bible. I'm racking my brain. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to Old Testament because that's where all the really good stories are. And I can't find a single story of hope in good times. And just, just so you know, I'm certain about this. I even went and asked the internet. <laughs> and the internet confirms there are no stories of hope in good times. And as a matter of fact, I, I think one of my actual searches was Scripture, stories of hope in good times. I couldn't even get a search result because Google kept answering the question I wasn't asking. 37 scripts regarding hope when times are bad. No, Google, that's not what I asked. And Google's like, you're asking dumb questions and we don't answer those. But hope comes in the dark. And, and here's, what I, here's what I want us to understand about hope. Hope is like a candle. Right? Take a candle, and you light it, and you take it out into the middle of a bright, glorious summer day. It's not going to make a lot of impact. You might not even notice it's there at all. But that same candle... When things get dark, you cannot miss it. It is impossible to not see that light. G.K. Chesterton, great old tiny preacher, and by old tiny I mean like when they wore vests under suit jackets and you know black chains and you know the big. But the most actually thing I used to rock with it was oh, terrible. Um, 
at all. And, and even, I mean, even worse than that, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who, if there was anybody who could write about the darkest of times, it would have been Dietrich Bonhoeffer. The celebration of Advent is possible only to those who are troubled in soul, who know themselves to be poor and imperfect, and who look forward to something greater to come. And so it's in this Advent season that we, we look forward to the hope. The, the hope is always there, it's always present with us. But, but we look forward to the renewal of it in Jesus Christ. We look forward to, to the renewal of all things in Jesus Christ. Because quite honestly, you know, over the course of the year, eight months, nine months, ten months, life comes at us. And we get distracted and we get diverted and our attention goes elsewhere. And, and sometimes, if nothing else, we need the Advent season to bring us back on course to remind us just how good and how true and how important our Lord Jesus Christ is. It's, it's a time to bring our attention back to what really matters and to the peace that is in Jesus and the joy and the love and the hope. Because sure enough, just around the corner, 2022 is coming. Folks, I do not have great hope for 2022. I used to be the kind of person that would get a little hopeful, you know, during the, the, the turning of the years. Why, it's a glorious new year that waits with hope and chance and opportunity. An opportunity for everything to be terrible. And so now, more than ever, we need this Advent season to refocus us on Jesus Christ because we need to be strong going into this new year. Because I don't, I don't know, like Greek, but I'm sure there's letters after Omicron, right? As far as I know, all the murder hornets didn't die. They went into aggregation somewhere. They're turning into like the next iteration of Godzilla foe. And 2022 is going to hold stuff for us that we didn't even see coming. If ever aliens are coming to Earth, 2022, I think, is when we're going to see it. So we need our hope. But see, here's my hope. Here's my hope. And, and this, is, this is my favorite part of the Christmas season, because... This is the verse we share almost no other time. You almost never hear this verse any other time except when we get to Christmas, when we get to Advent. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Amen. God <laughs> with us. Not God out there watching us. Not God out there keeping check marks in a book about us. God with. And, and here's the hope. I want you to understand why God 
such a source of hope. It's such a source of hope for me. And this is why I want it to be such a source of hope for you. If, if you have your Bible, it would be really great to be on the church and all. It seems like a great time to bring it out, dust it off, bring it with you. That'd be cool. Uh, if you're watching from home, uh, go find a table that's keeping on the building. Bring that out for a bit. Um, Psalm 
But the big blessings and the little blessings and the day to day, I'm even at a place where I'm aware of those small, easily overlooked, everyday common blessings. And I am so thankful for them. And, and I have grown to a place in my life where even in the midst of that, even when I don't actively need it, I have hope. And I, I have hope because it's it's in here. It's becoming a part of who I am. And I, it's not just I have hope because I mean it because I'm in the middle of terrible for the next three days. <laughs> then I will need hope because everything's going to go bad. <laughs> and when it does, just remember it's your fault. <laughs> This is the hope of Advent. This is the hope of Jesus Christ. God is with me. God is on my side. And nothing, nothing above, below, here, now, to come, nothing changes that. And it's, it's like that candle. In the darkness, it's so easy to see hope because it's in the darkness that we so very much need hope. But once the storm clears, and the skies lighten, and the wind stops, don't lose sight of that hope. Because that is Jesus Christ present in your life. And regardless of circumstance, that is not something we should allow ourselves to forget. God, Jesus present in my life, Emmanuel, God with me. There's one, one scripture. And again, I really want to be, I want to leave a scripture. For those of you, and you don't have to admit it because you know what will happen if you do. If you're in that place where it's like everything's awesome, it's, it's really easy for, in sharing a message about hope, it's very easy to focus on the need for hope in dark times. And I really wanted to leave a scripture for, for those of you that are in a good place where you're going, Everything's good. I don't need hope. I really want to share a scripture for you. And I don't have one. Because apparently, if you are in a good place, you don't need to be reminded to be hopeful because you have hope in not everything being terrible. So I want to share with you the most hopeful verse, I think, maybe, is in the entire Bible. From the book of David. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now, just for the record, in case you don't know who that is. Uh, these are three young men who, uh, along with Daniel, they are Israelites, who, after Israel got utterly destroyed because they were terrible human beings, um, God sent an invading army in. The invading army in and came in, took everything that was good, for the record, personally, it was this invading army that came in, took the Ark of the Covenant, and they took it away, and they put it somewhere where it's never going to be found. And not in Egypt, with all the snakes. So. <laughs> so they took the Ark of the Covenant, and all these other people, and Daniel, and 
check back, we check the video. And uh, they changed everybody's names, gave them all new local names, except for Daniel, you guys keep his old name for some reason. I don't know. Check back, we check the video. All had like really solid Jewish names, like Saul and um, uh, Jonah and Ed or something. And then they came to Nebuchadnezzar, and then they gave all new names. And they're like, hey, just so you guys know, Nebuchadnezzar's king, he's really kind of thinks highly of himself. So he made this really cool statue. It's a really cool looking statue. It's like gold and everything. It's awesome. And uh, just so you know, when you hear a bunch of like horns playing and like the jazz soundtrack kicks up, we all have to buy the statue. Cool. And they're like, that seems weird. It's how we do things. So the music started, everybody bowed down. They didn't bow down. And so the rule was, you didn't bow down, you get thrown into an oven. They didn't bow down, they got caught. The king's like, maybe, you know, you guys are new, maybe you didn't get it, maybe you didn't understand, here's the deal. We're going to have the boys play the band one more time. When they play, you bow down my statue, everything's cool. Boys queue up, they play, everybody's look, they don't bow down. They're like, we have one guy, you're not it. Shepherd, we shepherd, and Abednego answered. And they said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, they get a little lippy here. O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But, if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. That is one of the most beautiful statements of hope I think that might be contained in all of Scripture. These three young men who have such great hope in God who say, I don't care about the storms around me. I don't care how bad things are going to get. I don't even care if my God, who is absolutely able to deliver me from this storm, does. I worship Him alone. In the midst of my darkness, if God does nothing, I will still hope in Him. Because my hope is not for the moment. My hope is not for the day. My hope is not for the situation. My hope is in my God who is eternal. And I trust that my God is with me. He is on my side. And if I had one prayer for you this holiday season, that would be it, that you would have the kind of hope that they just expressed. Regardless of all I see, regardless of all I hear, regardless of all that goes on around me, I will hope in my God. That is the hope I want for you. Hope in the daylight.
it's so easy to see the hope. Hope displayed in darkness, but we need to be people who cultivate that hope in the midst of all things, who seek to be people of hope in all times. Because we know, as with so many of the other virtues you pour out for our lives, they're not intended for us alone, but you fill us to overflowing. So that may we not only experience the benefits of those things in ourselves, but they then flow out of us into the lives of those around us. And as you fill us with hope, that hope then pours, pours forth into those around us. We can be a receptacle of your hope, that we may then dispense that hope into others. It is my prayer, Father, that each one of us become a person of hope, not just for the good times, but in the midst of bad times, because even in the midst of our best times, we are surrounded by those who are in the midst of their worst. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you. May He turn His countenance towards you, give you love,